Happy July, everybody. Happy Independence Day coming up this weekend. You're listening to Nevada Voices, the ARP podcast. I am Scott Colbranson, your host. I am the director of communications here at ARP Nevada, the state office, which is located in Las Vegas. But we're not just Las Vegas based. No, we have a strong presence up in Reno and in the rural areas of Nevada. And we hope you're listening to us from any one of those spots and that you're doing well, staying safe and staying healthy. But we wanted to get back with you today and talk a little bit about what we're doing in the state. Uh, Obviously, COVID-19 continues to be a concern. Nevada still in stage two or phase two of reopening. Governor Steve Sisolak has said that he will keep us there until the end of July due to some spiking around positive tests. So we will do what we need to do. And that includes wearing your masks. Of course, we're all now required to wear masks. I don't like wearing them, but I am wearing them because I know that I need to do it for everyone else, uh, including my family, including you out there, because you just never know who you're going to run across, what they may have going through from a health perspective. So let's make sure we protect each other. It's 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 an inconvenience. Yes, just like being stuck in our homes for two months was an inconvenience. But I'll tell you what, please wear your mask. Please do it for Nevada. Please do it for your neighbors. Uh, and then as soon as you get home, you can take it off and you don't have to wear it. So there you go. But we wanted to get together with you today and talk a little bit about what we're doing here in the state. I'll bring on our state director here, Maria Moore, in just a minute. Just a reminder, connect with us in social media. If you want to know what we're doing during this time when most people are kind of stuck at home, what we're doing, we're doing some amazing things, some virtual things, including movie screenings, including teletown halls with the latest on the pandemic, the latest on uh, health and well-being for our friends here in Nevada. But also we're doing cool stuff coming up uh, on Monday, actually, July 6th. If you're listening to this after the fact, I apologize. But July 6th, the, the, the musical Menopause will be available for you to stream exclusively. You have to register. You can find that on our Facebook page. So go connect with us on Facebook. I know you're there talking to your grandkids and your kids and you're watching them. You're seeing pictures and videos. But go there. Go to facebook.com slash AARPNV, and you can register. There's a link there to register to see that musical, which is amazing. So you can you can see a recording of it, which is great. We have a lot of other events coming up, some comedy shows, all sorts of cool things, as well as information on things that matter to you, like caregiving, like financial security, like fraud, making sure you steer clear of these COVID criminals who are trying to do bad things, believe it or not, during this time to all of us and take advantage of it. So make sure you do that and check out the website, aarp.org slash NV. That's www.aarp.org slash NV. You can go there. We have a page that's updated weekly because I know because I update it with the latest and greatest information and connection and links to everything related to COVID-19, whether it's health, security, veterans, it doesn't matter. It's up there. So make sure you visit us there as well. Okay. Without further ado, I'm going to bring on the boss. That's right. Uh, our state director, Maria Moore, who joins us uh, last on the podcast about two months ago. But Maria, how you doing today? And tell us how are you doing staying at home with your husband and making sure that you get your work done at the same time? Well, that's a, that's a question that we all are asking each other. Um, as you know, Scott, I am a blended family. I have my husband, my nephew, two dogs, and I actually have parents that live less than a mile away. So I am working from home. He's working from home. 
And it's, it's, it was disruptive, but we're finding that rhythm that works for all of us, and it's a give and take. And yes, um, I have cabin fever, and I'd like <laughs> to go on a vacation, but I am staying, staying well for um, Nevadans, for my family, and, and really, I want to stay healthy. So thank you for asking. It, it's, been, it's been a little bit of a challenge. A um, little bit of background on March 13th, our association, ARP, sent us home to test our equipment because they wanted to be sure that we were going to be um, able to be up and running should anything occur. And that Monday, we were told that we were going to be working from home. And I have to give ARP a lot of credit. We were able to do that. We have over 2,000 employees nationwide. And for the most part, it's been rather seamless. So I commend them to have that vision um, when we did not know this was coming around the corner. Um, and we are all still um, working from home. Thank you. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. I think we all, we're all in this current, for those of us still working, and there's a lot of folks, a lot of ARP members over 50 and even over 65 who are still working at least part-time, and a lot of them found themselves out of work or working from home if they were fortunate enough. But working from home and staying home and all this stuff, you know, it's great to be with family. I'm home with kids. I still have kids at home. And then my older kids came home because they they were working from home and were at college. And so we have a full house. Uh, but Maria, for you, though, you know, being the, the state director of an organization as large as ARP Nevada and what we do that impacts this state so greatly, what are some of the challenges that you faced in kind of leading ARP through this period uh, and, and continuing to, to focus on our mission? That's a great question, Scott. I have to say that our my primary um, things that kept me awake at night in those early days and still does is um, trying to ensure that not only our members, but our community was getting, that they were getting the resources and they were getting the help that they needed in this environment. And those most vulnerable populations, those folks that are not connected to the, you don't know about Wi-Fi or if they do, you know, to them, they, they it, you know, it's not that, they just don't, my, like my dad, my dad couldn't care less about it. He just wants mm-hmm. to pick up a phone and make it work. And so I worried about things like telehealth and making sure that people had broadband and enough, you know, with everybody on, on the internet now, what was gonna happen? and and things like um, fraud, we saw fraud rear its ugly head yet again, staying ahead of, of these um, scams that are out there. Um, things like caregiving, I, I, I especially worried about caregiving, living it, in that we were told to, to isolate and stay home, and yet my parents are 88, and you, you have kids, and you may have parents and you have aging aunts and uncles and how do we stay at home stay isolated and then caregive for our loved ones and lucky for me and for some of us we're close enough that we can take care of it but what about people that are far away how do we long distance care so there's a whole plethora of of things that i worried about but to the question the staff and and arp and our and our and our huge team that we have nationwide, I felt that we were able to pivot really fast to ensure that people were getting that information that they needed. 
Yeah, and it's it's incredible because that's that's what ARP has done. Uh, ARP nationally, if you don't know, if you're just familiar with us here in Nevada and what we're doing, ARP nationally has been at the forefront of so many key issues around COVID-19, especially just the tragic and disgusting situation happening in some nursing homes around uh, the country and the stories of families and, and folks unfortunately passing away alone uh, and not being able to see their family before they go. All these sorts of things are things that you can find on our website, aarp.org, and of course, aarp.org slash NV. And Maria, one of the things that, that I know I love about working at AARP, and I know that everyone who's a member who comes out to events that we attend or um, that we at least support, is that we get to we get that face to face interaction, right? Not only with our volunteers, which you know, without our volunteers, we couldn't do one one eighth of what we do in the state. But we had to cancel all person events through the end of 2020. Um, of course, that doesn't mean our work stops or or that we're not going to engage with our volunteers, use our volunteers for great programs, or engage with our members. Talk a little bit about the switch to virtual events and what people might expect through the end of the year since we are not going to be able to see them in person. Thank you, thank you. I have to say that, you know, one of the greatest joys um, of doing outreach, and I come from outreach and I love that face-to-face and I love working with our community partners and seeing our members um, has been a pretty greater part of my career. I've, I've done that. I've loved I, I just really feel like that. And here, here's the thing about working from home. You get phone calls, you get interruptions. So I do apologize. Um, <laughs> but, but, but here, here's, here's what we found out rather quickly that, um, when we talk about things like fraud and we bring the AG and the U.S. Attorney General to talk about it, we are, fraud is not just for people in Las Vegas where we see face-to-face or Reno or those communities that we're able to go into. But we're hearing folks from Winnemucca and Fallon and Fernley and mm-hmm. Elko and Pahrump and Wells, Nevada, and all those communities where you actually, um, we, we live in this world where we, we know what we know, but fraud is out throughout our state, throughout our communities, large and small. They, they, they are not looking to see if you come from Las Vegas, if you come from Reno. Um, so the information that we were able to bring continues to be brought to your door in your home without you having to step outside. And we have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of folks dial in or, or, or accepting our calls to ensure that they're getting this information. We're ensuring that we're bringing the caregiving resources to your, to your home. We are also, like you said, how do we bring our fun stuff? We know we used to go bowling and we used to go to the movies, but we've been able to stream movies that are very much um, thematic. So we did one around veterans that was just a sweet little um, delightful movie, Oildale. And you mentioned earlier, we're doing menopause. And we know that menopause, although it might be it might be a comedy, it's something that affects a lot of people. It's a real thing. It's it's a health. It can be a health issue. So we want we want people to understand that that um, although we're not doing the face to face, we are we are doing it um, virtual to the best of face to face that we can. So when you join us on Zoom with a volunteer-led event, 
you are seeing us face to face. If you're joining us for the movies and you can be in the chat box, you can be chatting with folks. And we also have our Cinemaniac Club that are still very active. They're, they're looking at movies and, and reviewing movies. So our volunteers and our members continue to be active and finding um, ways in which they can really, um, can really make the best of circumstances. And I have to give folks a lot of credit. I, um, our volunteers and our members really are trying to bring things to us that we can then bring to our communities. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I, I think you're right. I, I was I was surprised. I th- we were really concerned with people making the switch to virtual events because of the reason you said not everybody is as comfortable with technology um, as people. You know, a lot of us didn't. I mean, I'm 50 years old. I didn't grow up. I mean, when I was in college, we we didn't have Google. We didn't have a lot of these things, and that came towards the end of kind of my my younger years, my twenties. Um, and I love technology, so I just jumped in. But not everybody's that way, especially if you're a little bit older than that. You know, you might be familiar with your smartphone, but to connect via video, it seemed very daunting. But I w- I was shocked and pleasantly surprised and proud of our volunteers and our members because they have adopted it. And really jumped on board with not only attending the virtual events, but being part of them and even leading them. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Again, we're talking to Maria Moore. She is the state director of AARP Nevada. You're listening to AARP Voices, the AARP Nevada podcast. And when we talk about virtual, I mean, clearly we're going to be moving here. We're in the dog days of summer, Maria. It's getting hot out. Make sure you stay hydrated, by the way, and stay safe with the heat. Um, But Maria, we're going to quickly move into, it is a presidential election year, and ARP is always on top of making sure that uh, no matter who the candidates are, because we are a a nonpartisan organization, we don't have, we don't pick a side in the race. What we do is we take issues that matter to aging Nevadans and focus on that. Election season is coming. So we have brought our folks in their red t-shirts out to campaign events. That's pro- that's obviously not going to happen this year. Um, and the election season is coming around and ARP is focusing on a couple key issues. Number one, of course, is access to ballots, Maria. Uh, we don't know how the voting is going to go. Uh, we think it's going to be a combination of in-person and uh, via mail, via absentee ballot. But when you look at the election season and and folks in Nevada ARP members, what is it about ballot access that we're trying to do and making sure that not only our state government knows, but also from a federal perspective, uh, that we're making sure that uh, everybody gets their chance to have their voice heard? Most important issue, and it reminds us that in spite of us being at home, being isolated, doing all this coronavirus, COVID-19, um, important things that there are things that continue to roll out and election season is upon us. We just went through our midterm. There are states that had elections um, just this week. And the importance of staying in tune to what's happening in that world is very important to all of us. And indeed, um, to your point, um, how are we going to be voting in the elections come November and how important it is for us to really inform not only our members, but our members' families, friends, our communities, um, how it matters and how much your vote counts and how you can actually be a participant and, and engage in this cycle. You know, the, the candidates are still going to be out there. Our state elections are still going to be out there. Issues are still going to be important. 
We have things like budget issues, and you mentioned nursing home, and what is it that we need to do to ensure that that we are doing the best for our community in our nursing home, in our in our food insecurities programs, you know, our SNAP programs. Uh, we have tremendous um, concerns that we had even before COVID-19, and, and now they're even more so. And so who are we going to be voting for that, that will, will ensure that the issues that are important to us are really addressed? So know that ARP is going to be um, working hard to bring that information to you. And so if it's an in-ballot, if it's an in-person, if it's a blended um, process, that we're going to be working hard to ensure all of our um, members and the community and what it is we each need to do to go to that ballot box. Yes, and I know you know for, for you will hear from ARP Nevada during the election season. We will have uh, emails and things uh, on our website, on our Facebook page, on our Twitter handle that you'll see uh, where you can help out and you can be a part of it. So make sure you watch for that. Usually, if I remember, Maria, that stuff kind of starts around August as we get towards the end of the summer and the and the political conventions are over and we kind of know what's what the what the land looks like. Uh, but it should be interesting and and making sure you're able to get out and vote is key here. So uh, make sure you pay attention and and we will keep you updated on the latest. Now, we talked earlier, Maria, about engaging with volunteers because ARP in Nevada, our state offices in all of the states, including uh, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands, uh, we have state office presence. And most of the work we do in the state in Nevada, there's only six of us in the office. So as you can imagine, we are a volunteer-driven organization. Our volunteers are amazing, amazing people. They come out, they help, they want to make a difference in their community, uh, and they want to keep active as they age. Um, how have we been getting those volunteers to continue to engage with us so they feel like they have something to do, And number one, and they feel like they're still giving back to their community? You know, our volunteers are amazing. Um, if we're not doing it, they'll tell us to do it. Um, and if, if we're not moving fast enough, before you know it, they've, they've done the curriculum for us. And I will tell you, my, my, I'm so proud of, of, all of all of my staff. Each and every one of them have really stepped up to the plate, and, and, and I commend them. But we've done it because we have these volunteers who have seen the need for, um, for really thoughtful conversations. We have volunteers who have set up curriculums around understanding Medicare. We have volunteers who are, who are conducting latte conversations. Mm. These are all virtual. We have a couple of volunteers who have set up a whole caregiving with partners conversations that will have strictly around caregiving. We have volunteers who are out there doing fraud presentations. We have volunteers who have taken upon themselves to learn Zoom to teach other members and volunteers how to have Zoom meetings. Um, it, we, have, we have volunteers who have said, you should consider this um, this um, this duo to do some music for our members and have a concert. We have a volunteer who um, works who volunteers at the Neon Museum who says, you know, I can do something for you guys. So know that the volunteerism is alive and well out there, and it's really fascinating to see where folks have really said, you know, how can we remain healthy? How, how can we come into the home to bring a little bit of um, 
information, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of brain health. You know, we need to be stimulated. Um, it, it's been phenomenal that a lot of things that a lot of things that we have done and the added things that we've been able to do. But I want to bring something up that I think is um, is maybe not so much fun, but what I want to bring up is isolation mm. and connectivity. We have found that because we each one of us have had to deal with a little bit of isolation and and being alone and being lonely because we're we're distance from the world, that in today's world, people are really trying to understand what it takes to bring people out of their homes. We can't bring them out in person, but how can we connect with those folks who are so much more vulnerable than the rest of us? And how can we connect with folks who have never experienced this? And our volunteers, um, to their credit, are saying, we need to pay attention to these things. What can we do? How can we draw them out? And so they've formed, like, even internally with other volunteers, ensuring that they're okay, calling on them, sending them cards. So I, I thank all of them for their service. Yeah, and, and um, Maria, I just wanted to interject there because I, I that's one of the things that I've been so impressed, and it just kind of it makes you feel so good as a human being when you see our volunteers not only calling one another to check on one another, make sure they're okay. And we have, we have volunteers who have health issues. Uh, so they're, they're in a very high risk group. And, and so they can't leave home or they haven't been able to leave home at least for a while. Um, and to see those volunteers do that. And then to see ARP as a larger organization, and of course, uh, here in the state, uh, Justin Chavez, our, our volunteer outreach director, going out and creating those phone trees to check on everybody, to check, hey, do you need somebody just to call you because you're alone? To me, that is such a big deal, and your point about isolation especially at a time like isolation is a big issue for aging Nevadans, period. But then you add a pandemic on top of it, and it's just amazing. And I want to thank all those volunteers and the state staff and the national staff who've really made that at the forefront of this because mental health at this time is a big issue as well, and isolation is a key part of that. And Scott, just I just want to also include our, our volunteer organizations, our community partners who are volunteering and selflessly, you know, this is a time where I think the best of the best of folks have come out. You know, we're all concerned about our budgets and meeting our goals and meeting our numbers and all that. And never once have I heard this in the last few months. People are just out there. Organizations are saying, how can I help? What information can I bring? Um, there's, there's lots of information that there's never a dollar associated with it. There's never what's in it for me. I just, I, I'm here for you. And it's, so good to hear that in, in this environment. It is. And just, um, again, amazing. We, we try to thank and do things to to recognize our volunteers as much as possible. And uh, it, again, they've stepped up at a time when not just we needed them, because we always need them, but when their neighbors and their fellow volunteers and other AARP members uh, needed them. And that is just amazing. So when we look at this, Maria, we've been out of the office since March 13th, basically, uh, is there any plans for ARP to reopen its office uh, in the near future, or is that still kind of a week-by-week, month-by-month scenario? Actually, we, um, we have decided as an association that we will not be going back to the office until the very earliest September. And the reason for that is that we've seen state-by-state state, um, um, governors and mayors 
saying, you know, we're not ready for this or we're reopening and now we're pausing again. And so we took a hard look. We were going two weeks by two weeks and that was hard on the staff because we thought, okay, we're going back, then we're not. So they made a decision, uh, which was good, that not until September will we be going back. And that is still incumbent on what's happening at the local level. So although Nevada might be ready, you know, we might see Washington um, or Washington State Office not be so ready. And so stay tuned, like Scott says, stay tuned on our website. Um, in spite of us going back before the end of the year, know that our in-person activities will still not take place. So we'll continue this work. We'll continue to plan for next year. I do think that between now and September, we'll, we'll have a better handle on, on what the future looks like. But I also, I know you and I discussed this, is that even though people are starting or wanting to come out, there'll be a great number of folks who will be very timid about going out for their own personal reasons. They might have underlying conditions. They might not feel well enough. They might feel vulnerable. And so we need to look at how we can really address the issue of isolation, engaging people in the place they want to be engaged. So there's some of us who are going to be willing to go out there with a mask on and see other people because we're craving that. But there are going to be those folks who are who are still going to want to do things virtual. No, and no. so towards now in the end of the year, we're going to be looking at that very closely uh, and looking towards the future. That's right. So, so even though we will be back in the office come uh, the start of the fall or late summer, if you want to call it that, in Nevada, our, our summer kind of goes until October. <laughs> but uh, if, if, you want to, if you want to stop by the office, uh, unfortunately, we can't do that, even though we'll be in the office. But you can always get a hold of us online, as I said, and we're always available to you if you need something. So make sure you reach out there and look for the events. Um, but Maria, I, I just want to I just want to thank you for for updating the members and the folks here in the state of Nevada on, on the latest and greatest from AARP Nevada and what we're doing to make sure that uh, aging Nevadans uh, and everybody 50 plus here uh, and their families get the latest uh, information and news from us because we don't get to see them. So uh, the fact that they can connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash AARPNV or on the website aarp.org slash NV. Make sure you're there. You can keep track of all our events there. Uh, and uh, again, we're just really uh, excited that we can continue to use the technology to continue to do the work we do in the state, uh, of course, under the leadership of Maria. Maria, thank you again so much for being with us today. Thank you. And I just want to leave everyone with one word today, and that's gratitude. And so with that, I'll say thanks to our members, our volunteers, my staff, and to our association and our Nevada um, community. Thank you. Yes, and uh, thank you again, Maria, for your leadership through all of this, because uh, it, it impacted us too, right? As Not only as fellow Nevadans who had to go through the same experience you've all gone through, but also uh, having to work and change the way we work completely. And we haven't seen each other. We love our team, and, and the fact that we haven't been able to see each other has been a bummer too. But uh, we appreciate you guys all listening to ARP Voices, the Nevada podcast, uh, ARP podcast here. Also, a couple of things I want to remind you. Check out two websites, aarp.org slash coronavirus. That is our national website, and there's a lot of information there, too. If you have a loved one 
in a nursing home. We are really doing a lot to address the issues with nursing homes uh, around the United States, including here in Nevada. Not as big of an issue here in Nevada, although there are some uh, terrible stories that we've heard here from Nevada. Uh, make sure you go there also to our website, aarp.org NV. And it's just uh, amazing the work that's being done by our volunteers and uh, everyone else out there. And we appreciate you being a part of it. Look for those events. Please come spend some time with us, take part in them and make sure you uh, stay healthy, both physically, protect yourself with masks and whatever else you need to do, but also mentally. Uh, reach out if you need help. If you need somebody to talk to, find someone, check out Nevada211.com as well, where you can find a lot of ton of resources here in the state of Nevada. For our state director, Maria Moore, I am Scott Colbranson. We'll talk to you next time here on Nevada Voices, the AARP Nevada podcast. Take care, everyone, and happy 4th of July. <laughs>